Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this is your source for Northwestern athletics. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and today we're going to kick it off with what's going on with the Northwestern quarterback battle. Who's involved? How has the quarterback position played in the past? And what pieces are around these Northwestern quarterbacks to potentially help them have success this season? All right, so first off, we have the Northwestern quarterback battle. We now know, after Big Ten Media Days, who our two main competitors in the battle are. Head coach Pat Fitzgerald said to the Big Ten Network, We've got a great battle going on. Ryan Holinsky and Brendan Sullivan came out of spring ball neck and neck. Both guys have done really well. I took a couple days off, but I've been to pretty much every workout this summer. They've done a really good job leading. They've done a good job. They're both different personalities, and I've been really pleased. So there you have it. We know who the two main competitors are. They're Ryan Holinsky and Brendan Sullivan. Now let's start by getting to know these two players. And let's start with junior Ryan Holinsky. He's a 6'3", 225-pound quarterback out of Orange, California. He's a four-star coming out of high school in the 247 composite, the number 64 player in the country, number two pro-style quarterback, number 12 player in California. He enrolled at South Carolina coming out of college, over Arizona, Arizona State, Boise State, and Boston College. The two things that jump out right off the bat, he has that prototypical size that you want out of a quarterback at 6'3", 225. And coming out of high school, he had those intangibles. Now, in his freshman year, he saw a sizable amount of action at South Carolina, playing in 11 games, according to sportsreference.com. He was 236 of 406 with a 58% completion percentage. He had 2,357 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Now going into the sophomore year, he only saw action in 2 games, completing 4 of 6 passes for 34 yards. Then he entered the transfer portal and wound up in Evanston at Northwestern which is where he was last year in 2021, appearing in nine games. He was 95 of 176, 54% completion percentage, 978 yards, three touchdowns, four interceptions. So there's, when you look at Ryan Holinsky, that first year you saw something really flashed of a player that could really pan out into a high-level quarterback at the Power 5 level. Against the two best teams in the SEC at South Carolina in 2019, he played pretty well. Against Alabama in a loss, he was uh, 36 of 57 for 324 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Against Georgia a few weeks later, he was 15 of 20, for 116 yards and a touchdown in an upset win. Now, in the Georgia game, he didn't have to do anything crazy. Any, he didn't have to go out there and win the game. He, he was helped out a lot by that, that South Carolina defense. 
but he managed the game very well. He didn't make any mistakes. He stayed within himself and allowed that, to be honest, overpowered uh, talent-wise South Carolina team get a big upset win over a very highly ranked Georgia team. In conference play that year, Halinski was 164 of 292 for a 56% completion percentage. He had 1,645 yards, eight touchdowns to just two interceptions. So he really played at a pretty high level in the SEC. He The completion percentage was not maybe as high as you would want, but the touchdowns to interception ratio, I mean... That's kind of what you want. You want you want the ability to to score while also protecting the football, and that's what Halinski did in the SEC in 2019. Now, once Halinski made it to Northwestern in 2021, it was somewhat more of the same. We saw we saw pretty solid flashes, but the consistency just wasn't there game to game like you would want to see out of a third-year quarterback. I mean, we saw a, a Nebraska game where he was 25 of 39 for 256 yards and a touchdown. And then we saw a game three weeks later against Michigan where Halinski was 14 of 29 for 114 yards and an interception. You would like to see a little more consistency from game to game and a little more uh, less less volatility in terms of the ceiling and the floor of these performances. Now, Halinski's stiffest competition in this quarterback battle has been Brendan Sullivan from Davison, Michigan. He did not play in his first year at Northwestern. He redshirted. He was a three-star according to the 247 composite rankings, number 697 in the country, number 17 player in the state of Michigan, and the number 49 quarterback. Sullivan uh, has gained, has put on some solid good weight in his first year. When he first got to campus, he was 180 pounds. Now he's 6'3", 212. He's seen the, the physical growth that you would want out of somebody who, who spent their first year on the sidelines. And by all indications, he appears to be the stiffest competition for Ryan Helinski in this battle. Now, you cannot find a substitute for experience. And Ryan Helinski has it in spades compared to the rest of this Northwestern quarterback's room. Hunter Johnson transferred back to Clemson. Andrew Marty is no longer at Northwestern. He has graduated. The only other player that has thrown a pass on the Northwestern roster is junior Carl Richardson, who was 2 of 4 for 19 yards. Now, you can't ignore that stat line by Halinski, who's thrown nearly 600 passes in his college career, and the vast majority of that has been against Power 5 opponents. I would expect that experience and the, the raw talent of Halinski, there, there is a reason why... A guy like Ryan Halinski is a top 100 player in the country and a highly rated four-star coming out of high school. The talent is there. It's just about consistency. And you know with the experience that he has, if he can just find that consistency, he has a great opportunity 
to be the guy for this Northwestern team in 2022. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to look at the past few years of Northwestern quarterbacks and how their performance has correlated to the team's overall success. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash Locked On College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we know who's in the quarterback battle. But how has the quarterback position helped dictate how Northwestern's season has gone? Well, let's look at last year. We, we know Holinsky's numbers. But as a group, the quarterback room in 2021 averaged 17.3 completions to 30.4 attempts for a 57% completion percentage for 177.3 yards per game, 1.1 touchdowns, 1.2 interceptions. Now, where does that... 177 passing yards per game stack up nationally. Stacks up right at 111th. So there weren't many teams. There were 19 teams worse at throwing the ball on a yards per game basis than Northwestern. So the quarterback play wasn't really there at a high level. And the team went 3-9. and nine. Well, let's look at the year before in 2020. In 2020, Northwestern was 19.3 completions off 31.6 attempts for a 61.3% completion percentage. So the completion percentage was 4% higher. And as a result, Northwestern threw for 197.9 yards per game. So over 20 more yards per game, and they protected the football better. They threw 1.3 touchdowns per game to .9 interceptions. 
and the team went 7-2 and two in that season. In 2019, it's Pendulum swings back the other way, and they have 13 completions on 26 attempts per game for a 50% completion percentage, 117 yards per game, 0.5 touchdowns, and 1.3 interceptions. And you go 3-9 and nine again. That season, on its own, is especially terrible from a quarterback play perspective because Northwestern threw for the fifth fewest yards per game of any team in the country. And the only teams who threw for fewer yards per game was a Kentucky team that was playing a receiver at quarterback and then three teams that were running the triple option. So the pattern is already starting to establish itself that when the quarterback play is not there, this team lacks the ability to... The, the, the ceiling is drastically lowered. And the offense loses any semblance of balance. Well, that continues the farther back you look. In 2018, the quarterback play was pretty good. 22.8 completions per game on 37.6 attempts Completion percentage back over 60% at 60.5%. 239.4 yards per game. Over double of what they averaged a year later. And then they had 1.2 touchdowns per game and 1.1 interceptions. Well, that team went 9-5. and five. The year before that, in 2017, the quarterback play was good again. They had 21.2 completions on 35.4 attempts, 60% completion percentage on the dot, 233.8 yards per game, 1.3 touchdowns, 0.9 interceptions, and the team went 10-3. So there's a pattern here. The pattern is that almost this, this team goes as the quarterback play goes. And the quarterback play doesn't have to be Joe Burrow in 2019, you don't have to throw for 400-plus yards and five touchdowns a game. It just needs to be enough for the offense to have balance, for there to be a threat in the air, and then, but also while protecting the football. You can't turn the ball over more than you are scoring. The magic numbers appear to be when that completion percentage is over 60%, and when the touchdowns outweigh the interceptions, you start to see some good things happening with this offense. When the offense throws for over 180 yards, then you see some Northwestern teams that really, the ceiling, the ceiling starts to really elevate. You see 10 and three, nine and five, seven and two. You see two Big Ten West championships, two appearances in the Big Ten championship. But when it's not there, when it's below 180, when it's below 60%, when the turnovers outweigh the touchdowns, you see two, three, and nine seasons. So the question in 2022 is, is there going to be a step forward in that quarterback room? I would say you have to think yes, just off the experience factor with Halinski, because I really think Halinski is going to be the guy. And if he's not... I expect him to at least take some step forward. So if he's not, then Brendan Sullivan has taken that job from Ryan Holinsky. And that would be a positive. 
that would be a good sign, knowing you have two capable quarterbacks in that quarterback room in 2022. Because if you run into a, a situation where maybe one guy runs into a cold spell or has his confidence shaken or if there's an injury you have somebody you can turn to and then you have you have other bodies in that quarterback room you have a couple other scholarship three stars one who's a junior who has at least thrown some passes at the college level and then you have a first year player there as well but to have that sense of security that you have two guys who who made progress steadily through through the spring who are in a battle a true battle going into fall camp going into the first game of the year knowing that you have somebody else you can turn to if something goes wrong with your starter it gives you a sense of security not every team has that luxury not every team can go to a solid quarterback option as the backup we've seen we've seen that 2019 Kentucky team have to play Lynn Bowden at quarterback at receiver we've seen South Carolina last year have to turn to a grad assistant coach who still had eligibility to play quarterback so having that extra guy is a huge plus for this Northwestern offense as they go into the 2022 season Now, in a couple minutes, we're going to talk about what pieces are around this Northwestern quarterback's room to allow them to succeed in 2022. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online, where the game starts. So going into this 2022 season, Northwestern does have a couple things going in the right direction for this quarterback room to be successful. One of the main ones is there are six players returning on this Northwestern roster with multiple starts in last year's action. In fact, when you include the transfers in, there are seven players with multiple collegiate starts on this roster. Six of those players have multiple Power 5 starts, and combined they have 109 collegiate starts. Five of them have nine or more starts. Four of them have 13 or more starts. But it all begins up front at left tackle, with junior Peter Skaronski. Peter Skaronski was a 2021 first-team All-Big Ten selection by the coaches. He was a second-team All-Big Ten selection by the media. He has 21 career starts. 
He has started every game he's been on campus, and at 6'4", 315 pounds, he's been an anchor on this offensive line. After Rashawn Slater left in 2019, Peter Skaronsky became the guy in 2020. In his first season at Northwestern, he was second team All-Big Ten, the first Northwestern player to do that in their first season on campus since Patty Fisher in 2017. He was 247 sports, true freshman All-American. And then in 2021, he was the number 31 tackle, according to Pro Football Focus, with an 83.8 grade. The year before, he had an 81.4 grade. Coming out of high school, he was a four-star. He was the number 113 player in the country, according to the 247 composite, the number three center, and the number three player in the state of Illinois. And he is on pace right now to be Northwestern's second, their second first-round draft pick on the offensive line in the last three, four years. With him, you have fellow junior Josh Preeb at six foot five, three hundred eight pounds, has played in seventeen career games, has nine career starts. His pro football focus numbers don't stack up in the same way as Skaronsky's. He's the number 396 guard in 2021 with a 59.5 grade. But as a three-star going into his third season, he's the number 435 player in the country, according to 247's composite in that 2019 class, the number 20 guard, number 12 player in the state of Michigan. You can expect some growth with the experience, much like we talked about with Helensky and the experience that he has across two different Power Five conferences. You would expect Preeb to improve on his nine, nine career starts and get better in his second year starting. Then you have Ben Rath at 6'6", 310 has seen action in 19 career games. He has two starts last season, one at right guard, one at center. So he has some experience. There is some versatility there. He's from Ohio. He's another three-star coming out of high school, the number 995 player in the country, number 66 guard, number 33 player in Ohio. So you have some experience there. Another year, another year in the weight room, you can expect improvement there. Then you flip to Charlie Schmidt, a senior, who is the presumptive starter at center right now. At 6'4", 308, he has 13 career starts. Ten of those were at right guard. Two of those were at center last year. He's from Libertyville, Illinois. 28 career games. And much like his, his fellow members, with the exception of Skaronsky on this offensive line, three-star coming out of high school, the 1,313th player in the country, number 56 offensive guard, number 33 player in the state of Illinois in 2018. His numbers on pro football focus are pretty strong. He's the number 132 guard that qualifies. He's, he had a 68.8 grade. He's a strong run blocker. That's what he's known for. And pro football focus backs that up with a 74.6 grade. Then... At right tackle, you return another guy with a lot of starting experience in Ethan Wiedeker, 
He's going into his grad season at right tackle, 6'5", 295. He has 25 career starts, 36 games. He's the number 159 offensive tackle, according to Pro Football Focus, with a 70.8 grade. He actually grades out in the top half of Big Ten offensive tackles going into this season. He's 15th out of 35 that are eligible for a pro football focus rating. Out of high school, another three-star. The 1,080th player in the country. Number 99 offensive tackle, number 9 player in the state of New York out of the 2017 class. So right there, you have experience of guys who started games last year. And then you also have Conrad Rowley at 6'4", 308. He's seen action in eight games. He has a couple starts at left guard last season. He's a senior, so he's a guy who's been around the program for a while out of Missouri. Another three-star guy, the 1,058th player in the country, number 57 offensive guard, and the number 23 player in Missouri in that 2019 class. Then someone who's almost overlooked in this offensive line room is your transfer interior offensive lineman, a guy who can play. He's played up and down the line. He's played both guards. He's played center. He's played left tackle even in his college career. The only position he hasn't played is right tackle. But the great thing is your right tackle coming back has 25 career starts. But you have a transfer in Vincent Picazzi at 6'4", 310, coming from Colorado State, where last year Pro Football Focus had him as a preseason All-Mountain West Conference second-team player. He only had three starts. He only played four games before his season was ended with injury. But before that, he was at Temple. He was a fourth-team All-AAC player, according to Phil Steele, in 2020. And in his career at Temple, he had 34 starts in 38 games. So over Prakazi's career, he has 37 starts and 42 games played. Now his pro football focus numbers weren't great last year. Number 503 offensive guard, just a 55.5 grade. But he's a guy that when he's healthy can have a role. And clearly pro football focus and clearly Phil Steele saw something in him that he's a solid player because he was preseason All-Mountain West and All-AAC in the previous two seasons. And he gives you some versatility just because he has experience up and down the offensive line. So you have this group of offensive linemen with extensive experience up and down the line. And that's going to be critical for this quarterback room with Sullivan and Helensky as they try to take a step forward and bring that quarterback play to the level that we saw in 2020 and we saw in 2018 and 2017 and that will be a huge help to go along with now the Northwestern offensive line wasn't spectacular in 2021 by any stretch but they did pave the way for an 1000 yard rusher you you can you see the experience returning you see the addition of a player like Vincent Picazzi you see a leader on this and an anchor on this line in Peter Skaronsky. And it's reasonable to assume that another year, another year in the weight room, another year of experience, another year of continuity, of, of learning the guy next to you, 
that you can take a significant step forward in the 2022 season. And if the Northwestern offensive line can do that, things set up a lot better for your quarterback. Who, which, whichever quarterback it is, if your offensive line gets better, you can run the ball better, which only helps the passing game, and you can protect the quarterback better, then you will see these quarterbacks elevate their play and this offense take a step forward in 2022. So there you have it. The quarterback competition at Northwestern is really down to two players in Ryan Holinsky, the returning starter, if you will, with a lot of experience, and Brendan Sullivan. I think Ryan Holinsky's experience and the the raw talent is going to win out. I think he is the the easy choice in my mind just because he's been there. He's been in big moments. He's performed well in big moments. You just need to see more of that consistency. And we also know that as the quarterback play goes at Northwestern, so does the season in recent years. And if Northwestern get back on track at quarterback, you can really see some things move in the right direction. And finally, we know that that offensive line has plenty of experience coming back and should take at least a decent step forward that will only help those quarterbacks in this 2022 season. Make sure to come back tomorrow and throughout this week as every day we'll be breaking down this Northwestern team, talking about the upcoming season, looking at the rest of the offense, the rest of the defense, talking about some of the quotes from Big Ten Media Days, all of these things every day here on Locked On Northwestern. I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can find me on Twitter at, at CarterBird, B-Y-R-D, 13, and CarterBird13 on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get podcasts, because we will be here every day, because here on the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Also, know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked On Big Ten.